The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Connected Data Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to publish an episode every day talking about what you need to know about the value and practice of weaving multiple data sources together to better personalize your marketing. Joining us for Connected Data Week is Josh Francia, who is the Chief Growth Officer at BlueShift, which is a San Francisco-based company that helps brands deliver relevant connected experiences across every customer interaction. BlueShift's Smart Hub CDP uses patented AI technology to unify, inform, and activate the fullness of customer data across all channels and applications. And in addition to providing us with our guest today, BlueShift is also a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast. So far this week, Josh and I have talked about the value of CDPs and connected data. And yesterday we talked about unifying and activating your customer data to provide relevant experiences to the right person at the right place and the right time. Today, we're going to continue the conversation talking about how to create relevant content in real time. All right, here's the third installment of Connected Data Week with Josh Francia, Chief Growth Officer at BlueShift. Josh, happy hump day and welcome back to Connected Data Week on the MarTech Podcast. Yeah, great to be back. Good to see you again, Ben. Excited to chat again. We're halfway through the week and we've covered a lot of ground talking about what are CDPs, what a smart hub CDP is, the ability to not only connect your data together, but also to use it for regular real-time marketing activities. And yesterday we talked about how to unify all that data and actually make it actionable, actually start doing some marketing activities. We kind of left the conversation yesterday saying, hey, there's the ability to deliver messages based on real-time triggers across multiple data sources. If somebody's credit card expires and they're still in service, you can send them a message through text. You can message your help desk to tell them to call. You can send emails. And then when they get to your website, you can pop up banners and notifications that get them to re-enter their credit card. That was the use case we talked about. The big question I have for you that I want to talk about today is it's not just about figuring out what the right marketing message vehicle to deliver your messages. Often you need to think about what that message is and there's some personalization that can happen there. So how are people using CDPs and Smart Hub CDPs to actually improve what content they distribute to their customers? I think that's another big difference between traditional CDPs and Smart Hub CDPs. So Smart Hub CDPs will ingest catalog data. 
And catalog data is essentially, you know, it can be your products, your content, your offers that is on your website or app or, or company. And they can ingest them in any variety, right? Even they're very customized to your specific catalog and then use that data paired with real-time behavior for your customers and then connect those together to come up with predictive recommendations. And that's really important. As you imagine, we, as we go through websites and apps and experiences, we're leaving a trail of information and preferences somewhat subconsciously. We're going through, we're clicking on this, we're scrolling here, we're playing this and all that kind of stuff. And we are may, may not even be aware of the things that we might be interested in. But you do that and you connect that with saying, hey, this person's done all these things, they've shown interest here in a variety of formats, and I can connect it with what those elements are. Now I can build predictive, personalized recommendations and then show those recommendations anywhere that customer is. It's the digital version of Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, that's right. Walking around, dropping breadcrumbs, saying, hey, here's what I might be interested in. Right. Now, there's a data capture and utilization question here. And I'll, I'll use one of the projects we're working on. We're rebooting our newsletter here for the MarTech podcast. We're using a service called Rasa, which basically every time you click on something, it understands what content you'd be interested in. So it knows how to basically take content from our back catalog And that's what gets sent to you in your next newsletter. So it's kind of doing what a CDP would in the sense of we're ingesting some data about what the user's experience is with our product. And we're using that data to basically better merchandise. You're not always getting that data when you're using a CDP from interactions with your products, though. You know, there's some ways that you're ingesting data from other sources of data collection around the Internet. What are some of the ways where you can understand how to merchandise to a customer if they haven't really engaged much with your brand? When you think about data from other places that maybe that customer's not actively aware or even actively originating, finance comes to mind. So when you're on a website and you're going to look for a loan or something, they will do a soft pull on your credit profile to figure out one, what your credit score is, and two, what lenders would be available to actually offer you that. But Actually, having that data also allows that company to personalize financial offers to you in a way that may make more sense to you and be more relevant to you that you may not have thought of. You as a customer, you think, oh, I need a personal loan and this is the easiest way to do it. And they say, actually, you're more aligned for a home equity loan and here's why. And so using that second party data also can be helpful merging it with the first party data. The intents there from your first party data, the second party data can kind of fill in some gaps. And that's a simple example of just using data that maybe isn't originated by that customer, but it's still their data, if that makes sense. That can apply to a variety of verticals. But I think what we see a lot in the filtering and the the recommendation side of the house is using your first party data signals, using kind of collaborative filtering to figure out where does it go with the current product catalogs or offers that a company has, and then layering in a business mind and sense for it, right? And so our recommendations have this predictive element to it but it also allows you to layer in some controls among that predictive element. So it's not completely just self-driven, right? There's some controls so you can kind of make sure the experience is really good for your customers. Josh, I think the last question I have for you today is it makes sense that you can deliver relevant content to someone by ingesting the data, their interactions with your platform. You're going to pull in some second and third party data to understand who they are. When you think about using a CDP to make sure that your message lands at the right time, talk to me about ways that marketers have intelligently used a CDP to deliver more real-time experiences. 
So I think it's, again, using AI is super important here. And one of the AIs that BlueShift has that's really valuable for the time element is called engage time optimization. And what it does is it looks at a bunch of different signals on when someone's actually engaging with your brand, whether that's a website, whether that's your mobile app, whether they're scrolling through or they're clicking emails or opening text messages or whatever they're doing. And it looks at all those data signals and, and figures out what's the probability, what hour are they most likely to engage with your brand? And it's literally at hour increments. So that is so valuable that you can do that. And then as a marketer, you can say, listen, I want to talk to Susie, but I know Susie is most receptive at 7 a.m. local time. And so instead of sending her an email or a message or you know, a push notification at three in the afternoon when she's probably in a totally different mode, maybe she's getting her kids from school or maybe she's out doing an errand or, or, or still at work, right? And she doesn't have time to focus on that. At 7 a.m., she has the mental capacity to focus on. She's in that mode, that mode of like engaging with your brand. And that can make a huge difference, huge difference for companies. Like we have companies that have done tests where they use engage time optimization versus just either, you know, same time for everybody or based on other, other um, you know, schedules. And they've seen a 30 to 50% lift in revenue, not clicks, not opens, but 50% lift in revenue from those types of campaigns. So hitting people at the right time really matters. Like it really, really matters. And if you miss that window, if you miss that time, you're also missing out on potential of that conversion and that engagement. It seems like there's a couple different ways that this would be useful. First off, when somebody comes in and engages with a specific piece of content, you can group them. You can build a segment and say, all right, you know, this person came in and they clicked on this article from our newsletter. Most people who are interested in this type of content open their emails at 7 a.m. So I'm going to start sending Susie an email at 7 a.m. And then when you notice what the time that she actually engages with those emails, you can personalize not based on segment, but by actual individual behavior. So it's not just content recommendations. It's also building a content delivery system that, again, right person, right place, right time. That's really the value of the smart CDP hub. Yeah. And I think it becomes, I mean, Apple iOS 15 just came out. And one of iOS 15's things in Apple is the ability to not track opens anymore if you're using the mail app, which represents about 40% of all people use the Apple mail app of all emails. And so that's a pretty big chunk of people saying, listen, no, Apple's not going to support pixels anymore, open pixels. So now you don't know when someone's opening your email. And that can be really detrimental if you're basing your decisions on open rates only. And so using AI that uses multiple signals, open rates being one of them, but not the only one, it allows you to navigate that world of privacy and personalization can coexist if you have the right technology. But if you don't, then privacy will essentially make personalization very, very hard. Let's just get something straight, Apple. Open rates are not the problem with the world. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Josh Francia, the Chief Growth Officer at BlueShift. If you'd like to hear more of Josh and BlueShift's tips to effectively connecting your data, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we talk about delivering relevant product recommendations. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Josh, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Josh Francia, J-O-S-H-F-R-A-N-C-I-A, or you could visit his company's website, which is blueshift.com. 
Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.